0: Hello and welcome to Part-Time Sport, the Sports Documentary Review Podcast. My name is Cal Monaghan and this week I'm joined by AFL Nut, Dylan Thomas, to review making their mark because sports documentaries are our part-time job. We are playing a good side, there is no doubt about that, but you're a great side. So you get to dictate what this story looks like this second half. We understand who we are, but more importantly, we understand what we do. So
1: hard, tough, Richmond-style footy.
0: Not tech. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, an AFL special this week. Um, it's Finals Fever in Melbourne. And we have watched Making Their Mark on Amazon Prime. It's a seven-part docuseries, for those of you who don't know. It's focusing in on the six clubs um, of the 18 throughout the 2020 season, last season. Um, it's an Access All Areas documentary, so a lot of unseen behind-the-scenes footage, stuff like that. But obviously... We've got the global pandemic to contend with. which makes a very, very interesting viewing. Um, first things first, though, Dylan, my friend, you're back with us. How are you? Good, Cal. How are you, mate? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. I wondered if I could get your thoughts on what you remember of March 2020 when we were sort of watching footy at that time and it was just the weirdest time ever to watch sports, I suppose. I actually went back
1: and had a look today, kind of being like, what games did I go to? Because we're now at the end of the 2021 AFL season. That's right, yeah. So now the trigger for us doing this. So (laughs) I kind of went, yeah, what games did I go to? What games were actually crowds at? Because I remember went to, and I can't remember, you might have come to this game as well, was Melbourne-Richmond, which is a big game. They do it on like a public holiday, pre-public holiday, Mm. bank holiday, wherever you live in the world. And there was like 56,000 at that game. And I remember... So them saying in the news it was the biggest crowd that's been attended a sports game, globally. yeah I don't yeah. think it was. I don't right. think yeah. it was. Yeah. But it was like, oh well, like we're back. How yeah, good. That's it, yeah. And then
0: it all went to shit again. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that it happened to us again, lockdown, like within now. It's just it's just unbelievable, really, the way it's working out. But um yeah, I just remember me and you were doing the podcast and like you said, like the documentaries element of this was because of the pandemic. Basically, we were like, we need to try and do something a bit different here and review different sports documentaries. And we were watching a game live and there was no, I don't think there was any fans in the crowd and it just looked so strange. And they were pumping out that fake noise, the fake crowd yeah. noise at the time. And I was like, I can't get on board with this. It, we had a little bit of a debate about that. It was it was so weird at the time, but uh, but here we are. We're, uh, what is it? 18 months two seasons later, basically. We're at the end of 2021. But yeah, now for new listeners, um, this is a sports documentary review podcast first and foremost. So we start off each episode uh, using our part-time review scale, which is based on all the documentaries reviewed in series one. So Dylan, if you would, making their mark on a scale of Tyson being the worst, Senna being the best, where are you placing this one?
1: We got I think we've got to add uh, a little bit of layers to this. We say this every week, but yeah, yeah. can we start to factor in the difficulty in shooting.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? So okay, you know yeah, we've done okay, yeah, we've okay.
1: done a so like a Senna which yeah. is the best used a lot of archival footage, Perfect. which yes. when you think about it, you're watching it, you go like, oh yes, wait, they probably just chuck that in Google. No, yep. no, no, they'd have to sift through all yep. these archives of like yep. probably raw footage and get the good stuff that they want, the little you know obscure angle and that type of thing. That's it. With yeah. this, you know they've. Yeah. I don't want to get into what we're going to speak about, but like it, it would be quite hard in a pandemic to follow six clubs around, like you said, and there's kind of like almost like two characters, usually like maybe like a coach and a player in each club that they follow around. So it would be quite hard. Like your story could go anywhere. Mm. There's no, okay, Senna, even Tyson. Yes. This is This is your life or, mm. okay, mm. let's look in hindsight at a – Event that happened and talk to people about that event, um, that big game or that big moment or whatever it was. This is let's follow a season and see what
0: happens. Completely, completely fair. I think like we maybe it is worth. Just, so I didn't give her. I didn't give her rating, <laughs> which which is the problem with our carefully formulated, Tyson to set it. <laughs> it's no real sca- but it is it's a spectrum and you're right like it's harder to sort of place this type of documentary where it's over seven episodes and it's just a story that we don't know how it's going to end in um, so I think it's it's really well done in terms of this type of documentary but we're going to have to get really into this I think and we'll have to mention the Howie Games podcast which you sent yes. on yes which is yes. really, we so, learnt a lot about the <laughs> th- This is This is now where we can talk about this stuff because we learnt,
1: we learnt and as we, we, we grow and we learn. We do. Um, so Luke Luke yeah uh, was on the Howie Games That's and he's it. the executive produ- producer mm. um, on Making Their Mark yeah. and it was super interesting to hear him speak. The podcast episode also has another guy who did another Amazon Prime documentary, The Test, which yes. is about um, Australian cricket team, which is another good one, which we might have to put on the list, Kel.
0: I think we do. We have to earmark that, yeah. yeah but sure. this
1: guy speaking about all the stuff that I guess I mentioned, which I was passing off as my own intellect, oh. Um, oh. He, 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 um, he made just like those points where you're like, wow, I never thought of it that way. Like this style... I think it's you know it's really well done. It's not center, 'cause because that's that's unreal. It's a docu series as well, like yeah, you know. Is the trend? I, I think that's it's the trend. I think look, I don't want to call it easier,
0: but nah, there's not. It's it's got to be what we saw to learn from that podcast, which is. I think, the, and I'm off the top of my head, there was 2,800 hours of footage that they filmed oh, for this one. something mental, yeah. And what is it, seven episodes in this? So it's about, what, eight and a half hours or something, probably in total? Yeah, eight hours, yeah. So, yeah. like, it's, yeah, you've got a Whereas there's another skill involved to go through the archival footage that of those center documentaries, which is a different skill altogether. So it's hard to compare, is what we're saying, I guess. What I wanted to start off with for this one, yep. it really is, like, I just wanted to recap personally the AFL for overseas listeners because mm-hmm. it's it's just probably not the most popular sport in world, but we just love it over hey. over here. It's yeah. lo- let's just I'm not gonna <laughs> pretend it is, and we love it over here. It's great once you get into it, but for for a, a layman, it's pretty difficult to understand. So yep. there's 18 teams in the AFL. Yes, um, Richmond are the defending premiers at the start That's of right. um, the, the 2020 the champs, mm-hmm. and the top eight. Out of the 18 make the finals every year so the six clubs that were involved in this um documentary in particular yep. they four of them did not make the finals no two of them did so um you've got a we'll talk like about the documentary makers later but uh only two of them so really we ended up watching the last episode of the seven um, of the seven episodes in the series, just yep. so we can get to the grand final and get to the crescendo of the story, I suppose. We knew what happened, obviously, as following the AFL last year, mm. but um, it's still pretty exciting. And so, as I said, West Coast and Richmond, they're the two that makes the finals. And as you're our resident expert, Dylan, on AFL, mm. <laughs> that's, this is like such a loaded question, but <laughs> can you go over the top eight? how the finals were like, can you explain <laughs> to me the game? <laughs> I mean, Cause I'm acting like I know, but I don't know. I'm, I'm only three years in <laughs> still struggling a little bit. How's the finals work, man? So
1: finals, I, I, I go finals are like, um, you know, it's the, the last 16 of a, you know, champions league or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in America, it's the American system really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there is a few intricacies just with just because you know you gotta love a few you know topsy turvy type things. So essentially every team wants to finish in the top four mm-hmm. um, because you get two chances. That's so it. you can lose your first game and then still be in the finals. That's the main bit of it. There's all the things, you know, first place four, second second place third, fifth place eight. Um, six plays seven Yeah. Uh, you know and then there's the final the the bottom four in the first week of finals they're all knockout games so you lose if you finish if you finish fifth through eighth Mm -hmm. you lose in the first week you go home so it's kind of to win a win a grand final from position five to eight you have to win three three you have to win three games just to get there Yeah. So elimination final, semi final, preliminary final, and then you're into the grand final. So you've got to go four on the trot against the best teams in the competition to win. So it's really hard to do. Whereas if you're top four, you could potentially win the first week. You then get a rest the second week. You could win the third week. So you've played twice to get into the grand final. And then obviously you're in the big dance to win. So that's it. Perfect. that's that well done did i go succinct enough well done. thank I, you i
0: think that was i think that was understandable i might need to ask you again next week but <laughs> yeah it does it's basically. do you think they did so my problem with this documentary just sort of as someone from the outside looking in was did they do a good job throughout the seven episodes of describing that that tournament format or is it made for yeah. just people who know the afl is anyone going to watch this who doesn't know the afl
1: yeah, probably not. It's a good point. Like, I think you, I didn't. I obviously didn't think of it that way because you know the game. But you made that good point of it. It doesn't. It's not a documentary to explain the intricacies of AFL. Now, I think in the first, the first couple of episodes, they do do a bit of baseline padding, probably with like maybe an international audience in mind. But
0: okay. yeah,
1: yeah, there's a certain things where. If you don't know that the greater Western Sydney Giants have only been in existence as a club for 10 years, yeah. all the stuff might fly over your head because I yeah, sure. mentioned that a couple of times. Things like that. So, yeah, there's, there's a bit of it where it, it probably doesn't tell the full story, probably just because... As we've
0: heard, they they couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Telling the story of the season, basically of what happens. Like it's, I guess that sort of takes takes a priority. But so of the two teams, as you said, two of the six make the finals. West Coast, they go out in the first elimination final. <laughs> they came fifth, I think, and got beat by eighth, which is like oh yeah, God. the
1: unlosable game, supposedly. Yeah, that yeah, was what it was right. getting called. That's what so it was called. They, yeah, they really. Choked it they up. They really
0: choked. And then I just got to think of, was it Luke Tunnicliffe? He must have been... Like the documentary makers, do you think they were sweating at that point? Are they just going for... F- oh, Jesus Christ. So they only got Richmond left at that point. They
1: they <laughs> actually... The, the reason they picked the clubs they picked was they wanted all five states that have teams. Yeah, so yeah, there's okay. the states of Australia. So Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria being the biggest football state, you'd say. South Australia and then Western Australia. So it's usually... Victoria, South Australia, Western Australia, the big football states that actually yeah. have AFL teams. New South Wales and Queensland, they're growing in popularity, I'd say there. It's like the north and south with you know rugby football type thing. So, yeah, yeah. But then so they've they've kind of there's not many teams in. There's two teams in Queensland, there's two teams in New South Wales, there's two teams in WA, there's two teams in South Australia. So you kind of easy pickings there who are you going to go for that's the logical then victoria mm-hmm. yeah they had to they had to make a call so obviously went with let's go the defending champions the defending premiers because
0: that's our, that's our best bet
1: <laughs> and then the other team they picked was mainly i think around the player that they were following who is one of the most prominent indigenous players in the game that's mm-hmm. the reason
0: mm-hmm. they picked
1: they were they were on the up though so they could have made finals so yeah, yeah it was yeah. but it was a it was a, a bit of a chance but then i think you're throwing the whole they they didn't know COVID was coming when they were paying for this mega documentary. And to then to then get it done with that, crazy.
0: Yeah, it's it's good. And I think we we'll, I want to touch on the COVID bit a little bit more and the impact it has on the players. You'll sport. have to explain
1: to me about COVID. I'm not really <laughs> across it.
0: I know everything there is to know. Everyone I read is
1: fact. I, I, I can do I can do AFL finals, but you're gonna need to explain the COVID. Let
0: me tell you why you shouldn't be vaccinated. <laughs> Don't think I was. He's said the jam. You said the jam. I'm at the jam. i are the jam. it's big job. That's big job. Um, yeah. So, so West Coast go out in their elimination, final. Yep. Richmond's our best this best. It's the final one. Yeah, they the one. They go through, and they've got like uh, they're in the top four, so they get they get beaten in their top four games. Yeah, the so first week. The documentary yep. makers are going, freaking come on! They've got, we've got to have something to draw this out, I guess. Um, but then they end up winning each of their finals from that point to get to the grand final itself at the end. So I just want to go on a little bit on the Richmond side itself because they've yep. got Damien Hardwick who is the coach of Richmond and I just think he's very impressive. What's his nickname? What's his nickname? It's Dimmer. <laughs> so you sent me through you sent me through your notes for this and I was like, I, I googled, I was like who is Dimmer? What are we talking about? <laughs> Damien Hardwick, the coach. Damien Hardwick, Dimmer.
1: Yeah, well so by this stage... They've already won they won in twenty seventeen. They then were flying in twenty eighteen and got knocked out by yes, I
0: remember that. Collingwood
1: yeah, in yeah. a in an upset. Yeah. Um and then they won twenty nineteen in an absolute boil over against your wife's team, the Greater Western City <laughs> Giants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fan um and so this was them trying to go back to back. Barton's and they Barton's say, Barton's you know, deal. create a dynasty. There's been a few teams that have won you know, in th- like four-year periods or three-year, four or five-year periods, they've won three grand finals. Yes. There was, a, you know, Brisbane did it in early 2000s. Hawthorne. Hawthorne did it. Yeah. Um, and there was some other teams that did it, you know, twice and stuff. So to get three, you're kind of setting yourself up as the team, like you're going down in history. So, and to go back to back. So to do two in a row, they hadn't done that yet. So that yeah. was the thing they wanted to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Damien Hardwick, is he, is he sort of the... The Coach, that is, is he the best coach in the game at the moment? I guess, just not just from his medals, but like, is he known as like the forward thinking coach of this now generation? He I now guess. he is. So, he before him, the best coach, the, the uh,
1: best performing team was Hawthorne, and their coach, Alistair Clarkson, is still coaching. He actually, just got sacked this year, which is a strange story in itself, but mm-hmm. he's probably going to still keep coaching eventually. Yeah, so, yeah. he's still considered to be the greatest kind of going but Damien Hardwick will be or is now on the same realm it's like I don't know know, similar to the Premier League you know like Fergie could say what he wants in press conferences and people would listen and now you know Pep can say what he wants and even like Jürgen can say what he wants and Damien Hardwick is now at that level where he he can go. This rule change, ridiculous kind of thing, and it's be
0: like, oh, it's he just carries it's right. a bit so of weight. F- it, doesn't. It? He carries weight and influence basically because of his, his success. And I hated that about Ferguson. and I hated it. But it's um, it's it's what happens if you get success. The
1: great thing was the great story is he was close to being sacked. Was he? Yeah. What, so what year, what year was that? End of end of 2016, the year before they won the flag.
0: Oh no way! Well, he, he comes across on this like I think he's. I don't like management speak. I don't like management styles like they get like, so he comes yep. a bit like, he's like David Brent, but he's quite cool and good at his job. So he's probably a bit more like Neil or whatever like of the office. So like, <laughs> I, I just know he a damn, like some of, the th- some of the management style stuff that he does yes. that really pisses me off. Did you pick up on this at all? Yeah. Like how the way he speaks and stuff, like the way he, they he asks a group of questions like and the group will be like he he he'll say yeah. he pretends what are we to hear, good at yeah, yeah and he pretends yeah. to hear the correct answer what was that what was that deal over that's there that's right yeah we're good that's <laughs> yeah. right I think mean, no one said that's it. right we're fast I'm, yeah. I'm going you said it. <laughs> what's that what are guy? they what are they <laughs> bigger bodies that's right yeah yeah bigger body. and if he asks a yes or no question he answers it himself that's the key if you want to be a manager yeah. anyway that's what you need to do <laughs> so you go are we gonna beat them yes. And you're like, because he yes. knows that like one fella's going to go, eh, no, like he has to listen to them himself.
1: The the one that's a big one in um, Aussie rules is <laughs> we'll, play, we'll play our brand.
0: Oh, and, yeah, yeah.
1: and Anthea, my my lovely wife, she hates it. She's <laughs> like, what are they, their brand? What do they mean their brand? We'll play our brand of footy. We'll back our systems. Um, All this jargon that I, I'm i quite used to, but probably yeah, again yeah. for the outsiders and even for yourself, watch it, you'd be like,
0: what? What's our brand for this podcast though? <laughs> Let's. do we know? <laughs> very, very light touch. Cheap research Unp- light touch. Unprepared and light yeah, yeah, touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was a couple of phrases he had like he had um embrace your imperfections. Yeah, this like is stuff like so, that. But this is their this is
1: their thing, which we've listened to the podcast on this. Ben Crow. You, oh yeah, Do you remember yeah, this guy. Boss, yeah. So this guy, if anyone hasn't heard of him, he's a bit of like a I don't know, let's call him motivational speaker. He's, you know, all about wellness and that type of stuff, that whole space. Um, but he was advisor to them. Oh, during, was he? I'm not sure if he was last year, but during their early periods, it's all about... Because their whole game style, which I think you'll like, Cal, is AFL football. The ball bounces... Like, you throw the ball down, mm. it can bounce anyway. Mm. It's an odd-shaped ball. Even a rugby ball has got a bit more circular to it. This is a quite a... You know, like an American football, yeah. similarish. ish um, so their whole game plan is you can't it can't be perfect. It's got to be yep. a bit chaotic and it's got to be a bit yes. fast and loose. So they're like, they're a lot, or they're trying to change it a little bit, but they're pretty much built on small, probably smaller bodies, but faster, get numbers to the the ball and then just try and win it and push it forward at any cost. Like Get a fingertip, get a little kick, just get it forward. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a bit different for the teams that were winning at the time. So he embraces that imperfection we don't play the perfect style whereas geelong that they were playing they were the perfect you know Chip the ball around, possession, yes. beautiful football yes, type stuff. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Jogger Benito. Yeah, Jogger Benito. Benito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Brazilian, the Brazilian side. So that's why I think he, he comes across as really impressive. And so do a lot of the Richmond yeah, characters is. who are featured, to be honest with yes. you. Brendan Gale, the CEO. The CEO. Yeah. yeah. He, he played for Richmond as well. Did he play for them? Because they showed the footage, speaking of archive footage, at the start of this episode. Like of him, it was just ten years ago. Going like we yeah. won three flags by twenty twenty, so that's why this set up the final pair So every club, every club does that, and <laughs> most of them don't hit it. You just look good when you hit it. You know, uh, you know when they say you tell
1: tell the history of the winners. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course. Damien Harbick looks really good because <laughs> he's you know he ends up winning the game and the players <laughs> look impressive because they've won three flags right. in four years. That's that's right. So
0: uh, history is written by the winners, I think is the phrase. Do you, do you know what also impressed me was uh, Peggy O'Neill, the president. Peggy. It's a little a- American woman. Um, so Peggy O'Neill and Dusty Martin, the last one I just wanted to talk to. Uh, yes. Dusty's like this. Dusty's the man. Amazing athlete. Great play! You don't even need to know the sports and you can just tell it to us he's the main man out there. Um, as for the other five teams, they don't make the final. So what the documentary makers have got to do here is adjust the story. And that makes us want to go into the lovely little subplot that this documentary's got, which is like the COVID impact and the hub life is what they call it. So it's like, I don't know if you picked up on this, but the the emotional story of this, like, you know, in terms of GWS, there was a guy called Cogs, what was Stephen Coniglio? Stephen, Stephen Coniglio, yeah. like stuff like where him, like he comes across as a guy, he hasn't, is he, he's not very charismatic, but he's obviously affected by... He's this. been, he was
1: made captain like yeah. pretty recently for that team. So they've seen something in him to say he's a leader. So, but he, yeah, I think you're right. He doesn't, he doesn't present that well. He doesn't uh, seem to, so I think he more, used probably led by his actions. Yeah. And was just... Respected and a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's since really dropped off. Even this year, he's still.
0: But this, this crap. is what this is what I'm sort of thinking though, is that like yeah, pre-COVID, there's going to be a lot of people where you can see this defined line that was drawn, like March 2020, where he's dropped off, like with his form. There's they also show like um, Eddie Eddie Betts from Carlton, mm-hmm. and he's like a he's he's a big public figure really pre-COVID yeah. anyway. So
1: he's that he's that you know the. Most famous Indigenous player in the game right now, if not maybe ever. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 And yeah. He, and he's getting on in age in this documentary, so he's coming and yeah. he's after another year contract. He's probably not asking for two years that he is, but he wants just another contract to prolong his career. And the the emotional, I think this is the most interesting part of it for me was the emotional toll that it takes on him from being away from his family because they're all in these like football bubbles up in Gold Coast. Yeah. So we should
1: explain that, I guess.
0: Yeah, so they've kind of – they've
1: kind of the league made the call to move everyone. It's like saying, okay, everyone, everyone go to New York. We're just going to play all the games in New York. And they pretty much did that like over in Queensland was the majority of them. Some in New South Wales, but majority in Queensland. Um, so like players thought they were going away for a couple of weeks or maybe a month at the most, and it ended up being a lot longer than that. So then they had to get the families up. And Richmond actually had a horrific hub. They um, there was like a leak that one of the wives snuck out for a massage or something yeah, like that. Like yeah. there were strict guidelines. Um, they had two players who just <laughs> went out, went out to the strippers it, and yeah, then went, went and the got strippers. a kebab and got into a fight. Like you can't write that stuff. <laughs> strippers, kebab, <laughs> fight. Strippers might be me putting a bit of mayonnaise <laughs> on the story, but you know that's what you got to do. But definitely get, got a kebab and were drunk and got into a
0: fight at the kebab shop. Like. My God. So they didn't have a good help. Yeah, they had a bad hub. And like a lot of these, a lot of the teams do, you just don't, I think it just hammers home for me that like a lot of people have been impacted by COVID. Like, you know, everybody has. And yeah. this is trying to treat these sports people as human beings. I think that's what I hope yeah. this comes out of the pandemic event. Like you see these lads suffering from the pandemic, like they being away from the families. This Eddie Betts really was the most interesting yeah. one because they said at the end that like, Older players usually just get more confident as like as their career goes on, and like you should be leading by example. And he went into a shell the other way because he's away from his family. He was all doubts creeping, and he didn't mm-hmm. have that support system. And I just think it. I just think it affects everybody. It's not just that these are the professional sports stars, so they're immune to it.
1: Do you reckon, like, and you and I have spoken a little bit about this, like as supporters? Um, I don't know whether it's been COVID or whatever, but. I feel like I have grown, been able to detach myself from supporting a team better. Yeah,
0: you definitely... Sorry, I know, de- I know what you're saying. But,
1: I, but, you know, but like... So, if Liverpool doesn't win the league, like they didn't win the league last year, and if yeah. they don't make top four and make Champions League this year, like, yeah, you go, ah, oh, man, like, that's annoying. But to get to the point where you are so annoyed that it ruins your day or week or month, or you feel the need that you want to then abuse a player online or something yeah for me that's got to be the point where you go my life is out of whack <laughs> yeah yeah like, yeah a hundred percent my balance in my life i've got nothing going on so much so that i'm physically upset by a team losing that i've got no control over besides the fact that i chose them or my dad told me to support them way back when <laughs> yeah or my yeah. mum for me <laughs> so like What's the point? You know, and I think that's kind of you, uh, this documentary, long way of getting to the same point as you, but it shows you the kind of, I guess, a little bit, like you said, it's behind the scenes. So you get a bit of a sense of who these people are. Yeah, The The West Coast player, Nick Nata he's from Fiji. Yeah, Lost his mum. Like all this stuff that you just go, oh, Oh. maybe that's why he was playing crap in 2016. I didn't read that article. I just thought
0: he'd gone to shit. Yeah, exactly. And I think that is maybe the the positive that you can take from this COVID stuff is that like, just be nicer to people. Just be nice to people. And it's, it's it's sort of a simple thing to say, but like, yeah, it just really hammers home that point. Um, I guess we could probably round this off then by Richmond make the yeah. And
1: Thank God. Ben, Luke Tunnicliffe would have been too. Luke so Tunnicliffe,
0: happy. oh my god, like thank God they made the final. So they're playing Geelong and I, love, I like the way you said with Geelong there as being like the, the good jogger Benito team and Richmond did a bit like the ill disciplined um rough and ready team, I suppose. But like I sort of you are rooting for Richmond because the the so I was I I sort of the position that way as one of the teams that have been followed. Did you think that did the documentary makers are they able to portray the excitement of a grand final? the way that you feel it? Like, uh, I don't know if you could tell, do you think they did a good job of it basically as one of us?
1: Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I, I mean, I got like, so we're watching this, like we said, it's now down to the final four in this season and our team, Melbourne is playing yeah. Geelong. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, f- you know, this week. And then there's another game happening, happening. Richmond isn't, isn't in this year, but there's another two teams that are. So it, it for me, watching it this week, it made me nervous. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, it's a big game coming <laughs> yeah, up. Like, nice. and it, and like when when they won and they show stuff, you know, of of like the game and the build up and whatever. Um, and you know, you get that maybe not the feeling of the game mm-hmm. because it's. It's not. It's been played for the first time ever in Queensland the Gabba, because yeah, of yeah. the hub stuff yeah. at the at the Gabba. So usually, for those who don't know, it's played at the MCG. So that was kind of a bit weird. Anyway, yeah, it was a night yeah. grand final. It's usually during the day, so there was a bit like this is a different type setup. We're all very drunk by the time the game actually <laughs> yeah, started. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, It was, it was good the way you portrayed it in terms of Richmond get a couple of early injuries and stuff, and I think it showed the excitement of the game. You don't need to know the sport that well to see the excitement of the game. Um, I just, I just. It, there was a, pre, a lot of pressure on that part of the documentary to be like, "This is the pinnacle and this is what we look forward to," which is like why we can't wait now. Like as it is, like I'm, I'm very excited. So
1: the whole, the whole thing was everyone was going like, "This is going to be the only COVID season last year." Yeah. Obviously, it's been the same thing again oh. this year. But back at that point, it was kind of like I was like, "It's good that Richmond is playing Geelong because Richmond's been good for a long time. Geelong have also been really good for a long time. They haven't won Grand Finals, but they've been." In finals, top four, prelim finals, consistent. consistent. Yeah. They've been like a really good team. They just haven't got the final result. So it's kind of like if you had to pick an exhibition of two teams whose fans have at least seen some success over the last fifteen years. Yeah, dip, you know, different periods for each of them. Those are the two teams. It's a fair representation of where they choose. Whereas. Whereas this time around, Geelong's probably the only one left. Melbourne hasn't won a grand final in 57 years. Oh, Jesus. Port Adelaide hasn't won one since 2004. Western Bulldogs are in it and they were 2016. So they've had some recent stuff. But it's like their team's only ever won two flags in their history. No, one flag in their history or something like that. So this is the thing. It's it's a bit like you're
0: starved. I think this is a good way to maybe round off that. way. Maybe well, this is the first one we've got no spoilers in our. Let's see. If you don't know, we don't know if you're listening to this. Maybe in a couple of years, what how this season. <laughs> Hello. <got on>. How <laughs> is the future? <laughs> <laughs> and we and we won't say you won out to Richmond in Geelong in 2020. If you don't know, any honourable mentions still? What have you got for us in terms of before we wrap this up? Not even we. The person we spoke about. Uh... The Gold Coast coach Stewie Jew.
1: Yeah, I just really like Stewie Jew uh, because he he's he's he's, was overweight as a player, like not overweight, but he was like real stocky. So then, as a coach, he's now just quite fat.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. He was and he was and it always just intrigues
1: me of like unless they're like sixty five. He's like you know, forties. Yeah, well, yeah, for to be a coach of a team, and there's an episode actually in this where he does like a full cycle with the team. Like I've, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it was actually intense. But you just look at him and go like, oh wow, geez, you've got a bad diet or something like. that. No, it's yeah. just his body type. But oh, yeah, he just, just built doesn't that way. look right.
0: <laughs> it doesn't look right. <laughs> he's got. I've got. I've got a theory. So Peggy O'Neill and Brendan the CEO, Yep. They. Do you reckon there's something going on between these two? A bit of flirting, nothing. Just like a bit, bit of flirting, flirting, a little flirting. They're on the the like. I noticed Peggy's on the horn all the time. She's just like giving a call, just like for no reason. It it seems like oh, Brendan, how are you doing, Brendan? This Brendan, that Brendan. You, the the you might have to cut this bit out. Mate. It's a slander.
1: She's a she's a female. She's a female trying to make her way in a very male-dominated industry. So you need to call me. I up, think I. I I think you should just so you wouldn't say this if it was
0: two blokes calling I'm each other. calling Brendan out. Like he's a married man. He had a, he had a ring on his finger, I think. He took it off. He took it off for the calls. <laughs> Rory Sloan, the,
1: the captain yep. of the Crows. He's, of the Crows. he's a nice man. He's a good man. He
0: goes, this is the sort of the like what still shocks me to this day about AFL, like the difference in professionalism. There's a scene with him at the club doctors at the end of his season, like they come bottom with the ladder, Crows that year. And he's at the he's at the club and he goes he goes how are you fucking sore mate? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a couple of days on the piss. I'm just like what? You can't club captain. Yeah. M- uh, did you
1: did you think did you think it was very like even say Dima doing his speeches? Did you did you find
0: they were very Aussie? Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. lots of effort and jeffing. A lot let's of effort. That's fucking effing and fucking cracking. Yeah 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 a lot of it. And I was just like I I, I feel like I should be. On the way to a citizenship, just off the back of listening to it. <laughs> it's time for the features. Uh, let's get into it. For the employee of the, the week. We. Don't worry on that one, dipshit. Me, Laga. So, if you're joining us for the first time, um, this is where really we go back through our review and um, we'll just give out a few awards uh, for employee of the week. We put someone on a performance plan and invite someone to Friday drinks, which everybody wants to come to. So, Dale, start us off. Who do you reckon the employee of the week was for this episode? Do you give it to Dimmer? Dimmer. Damien Hardy. Yeah, I or think, is it
1: Brendan Gale for making those prediction Nostradamus star <laughs> 10 years earlier? Well, now
0: that I know that everybody's bloody doing the same thing. <laughs> melvin has got one. <laughs> oh, God. Every, go. every 10, for the last five, 10 years or whatever, mm. there's always somebody. Hey, who knows, man? Who knows? I think Dim is a good shout just because he's such a good coach and he was very inspirational and in his little analogies and management techniques was really worth and I did get a bit of goosebumps We're on the journey if what, whoever is in the way is the way yeah that was another one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like you had this mountain and everything was a mountain analogy wasn't it and then they lost the game and it was like sometimes on a climb <laughs> you've got to go drop back down go another path what's that Nick yeah you got to take another path <laughs> <laughs> you're just asking other questions um, on a performance plan actually I don't know who is that. Is there an obvious call out for the performance plan this week well,
1: mm. no one, no one, probably on a performance plan because this episode was all about um, the winners. And look, this is their most obscure performance plan I think we've we've got. Uh, but Eddie Betts coach, so the Carlton coach. He okay. does like his exit interview with him, okay. David Tag and he's sitting there going, "Eddie, we're going to give you another contract, yeah, yeah. kind of thing." Uh, that guy's since been sacked. Okay, so could we go
0: posthumously, we're putting him on a performance plan because he essentially was because he's now been so okay sweet that that works because i can't genuinely think of anyone else who went to- no, it's like, very uplifting very yeah uplifting. it was actually a nice no, a, nice episode there's no there's no big wigs in there that you want to yeah no no drunks no like yeah there's nothing really to call out oh my god this is actually <laughs> i'm really happy this is brilliant carlton's coach what was his name David Teague. David Teague, you don't want to perform. The Teague train. He's just went, what? You didn't even mention me? What are you talking about? Why am <laughs> I listening why? to the episode? <laughs> why am I getting brought up and there wasn't even on that episode? Yeah. On his trackies, <laughs> on his trackies on the couch eating TV snacks. Um, the Friday drinks, which is the most important one. I think I've got a I've got a candidate for it. I think that we should go out yeah. with the documentary makers. Oh, go to- we'll behind the scenes. Luke because we know how hard they work. I'm just like, is it like a rap party? Maybe it to one of them. Like at the end of that. Just like so you're to, of footage.
1: You, you're, going, you're going to that over
0: the grand final celebrations with the Ooh, Richmond Football Club. Club. With Peggy. Peggy's had a few. Peggy's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Peggy's,
1: Peggy's in Melbourne. She's not in
0: Brisbane. Peggy, Peggy just... You're out with Brendan
1: Gale. Do you mind? You're going, Brendan, Brendan, call Peggy. <laughs> FaceTime Peggy.
0: Take your ring off. Peggy, you've smashed through the glass ceiling. There's no such thing, girl. Well Ed, you're an inspiration. Supposedly
1: they there was then a there was then this thing that um I think this was last year, Dustin Martin had driven to the MCG and left his car there the game before they left for Queensland. Oh yeah. And so then his car was at the MCG in Melbourne for months on end. And it ended up <laughs> being like a big news story of Dusty's car was in the car park. He just wouldn't collect just it. Just cause he's the best player. Who cares? Yeah, who, who cares? cares? I
0: know. I know. <laughs> I feel like we should end each episode like that, you know, the way they put a little light relief gossip at the end of like a news story. And Dustin Martin's car's been left at the MCG for five weeks. <laughs> now let's go into the weather. <laughs> Did we actually decide Friday drinks? Are you going? Is it Richmond? Are we going with the Richmond's? Oh, I don't know. You're going with the. I, uh, well, you're going with we, the boys. I reckon we go with the boys. Let's just see. like, like because I, I mean, just I just pictured us two turning up and being like. What did you used to? Are you worried about being on the piss with him? And giving you a noogie or oh, something. Oh yeah, I know. You would motivate me all the way through <laughs> through any crisis that I've got. Um, yeah, I think I think I'm going to go with the documentary makers. You can do what you want, man. Okay, you can go. You okay, can do fair want. enough. You can go whatever you fair want. Fair enough. Nice one for listening, everyone. That has been our ep- review of making their mark. Go and watch it, um, and please tell people about our show. Um, yeah next season we're going to do things a little bit differently as we said last week if, you, if you're if you really knowledgeable about sports like Dylan like the AFL or you just like sports documentaries then come on and review a dojo with us uh, let us know um, parttimesport.com follow us on at parttimesport on Instagram where you'll find loads of great sports documentary content and uh, any off the top of your head Dil, that people should go back and listen to considering we didn't
1: uh, have many bad guys uh, in this documentary yes, yes. Uh, go back uh, episode
0: 6 of this season
1: Screwball full oh. of bad guys
0: oh yeah that was plenty 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 of bad guys in that one That's very funny um, if you've watched the sports documentary that we haven't reviewed yet, yeah, please let us know get in touch with us so uh, Dill thanks again mate and um, until next time stay part time come on Dace, let's go Dace. Good days. Good